Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now, here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. There is an angel for that. My name is Yvonne Cote. I am your host. As well, joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Carolyn. Carolyn, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing wonderful as well. Thank you for asking. This is a beautiful day. I'm so excited to have joining us today, Joey Giovanni. So Joy is, I've known Joy for quite a while, but like you, I don't know a lot about her story and her history and how she got to be where she is today is a really interesting spiritual journey. We've been talking a lot about how we're all led by spirit to be where we are and the experiences that we have in our own intuition. So Joy is a... Um, she used to be a WWE diva, and you may not know this, but I'm a WWE fan. So I'm so excited to hear that part of your story. She was WWE diva, a model, and an actress. She's also a published author, healer, teacher, and medium. Joy's calming nature matched with her unique gifts and talents goes far beyond her clients, making psychic mediumship and healing more personable and accessible to audiences around the globe. No matter where you, if you've ever wondered where mediums go to get a reading, look no further. It is Joy, the medium's medium. Welcome to the show, Joy. Yes, Thank you. Welcome. That was a lovely introduction, and I'm so happy to be here with both of you. We are so happy to have you joining us. Just our first official guest to the show. So thank you. Thank you. Hey. So excited. So, Joy, can you tell us how someone goes from WWED to medium? Because that's quite a jump. Uh, Well, you know, it is, I think, when you think of it like that. But um, usually when I tell this story, I jump in right at the worst part. So I, I was experiencing this amazing segment of my career, if you will, where I was on international television once a week and I was touring all over the world and doing all these live shows in front of thousands of people. I mean, I, I appeared in front of a sold out Staples Center once and, and the Tokyo Arena in Japan, which is even bigger than that. Wow. Um, and wow. there I was seemingly at the top of my game, right? Moving my career forward and and really getting to do the work I loved. But what everyone didn't know is that inside, my personal world was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Marriage was failing. Um, I was a, a mom as well. And a lot of people didn't know that because at the time it was, it was frowned upon, let's say it gently, to be a working actor and to be a mom. And Um, And I just really felt so disempowered, like I was being inauthentic to myself. I was trying to be that version of me that everyone else wanted and needed me to be. I was providing financial support for a lot of people in my life. And so, you know, you you be the good girl and you put on the good face and you get out there and do the work, right? And before I knew it, my life came tumbling down in what felt like one fail swoop, even though it was over a little chunk of time. My marriage imploded. Um, I lost my contract, my TV contract with WWE. They released 
50 of us at once. And apparently they do that sometimes. And I didn't know that. Um, So in trying to please everyone, I had, you know, my, my, I supported my mom. She lived with me. I had bought a bigger house because that's what she wanted. And then, you know, you stack all these bills and you're supporting everyone and the rug gets pulled out from under. And then what do you do? (laughs) I had already, a lot of people don't know this, but I had already trained in massage therapy and my intention at the time was to move into a career of natural medicine. My kids were little and I wanted to understand, you know, what do you do when they have a tummy ache and you don't want to give them chemicals, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I was learning. And I got into fitness and nutrition and and that is how I transitioned into acting. But really the wellness piece of it was in my heart the whole time. So in returning to wellness, I came to Reiki, which, if you don't know, is a Japanese tradition of energy healing, which is really incredible. Um, I had always seen colors uh, inside my eyes. When I close my eyes, there's like a lava lamp show colors in there. I had seen mm-hmm. auras around people, and um, but just really didn't put those pieces together as being anything intuitive or psychic or, or any of that. So... Uh, I can, I can continue into the story, but I, I want to, I know you guys have some questions and stuff, but really I, I, you know, as, as is in this work, when the student is ready, the master appears. So in a strange turn of events after my acting career and in refocusing to wellness, I agreed to start an ice cream truck business with a friend, which (laughs) seems interesting. So ridiculous, (laughs) but I, I was taking a, a, a business class and I had written a proposal as an assignment and it just seemed like such a viable business that she was like, please do this business with me. She st- still exists today. Actually, it was more than 10 years ago. She still has it. Um, but driving that ice cream truck, I, I met the woman who would be my Reiki master teacher who mentored me privately in healing and starting to understand psychic abilities and development. She was the first person that told me I was psychic and I told her oh. she was crazy because right. I was like, that's yeah. not real. Yeah. <laughs> So when when it first started happening to you, because you were already in the healing world, did it feel more natural to you or did it just feel like, like you said, not real? What's interesting is I feel like for most of us where we can identify these things is in hindsight. Mm-hmm. We don't really identify them while we're experiencing them. I mean, it was more than 20 years ago, probably 21 years ago when I was training in my initial wellness and massage therapy course. And when I would work on a client in training, I would feel a pain on my physical body. And I Mm -hmm. would think like, oh, I don't have a pain on my shoulder. That's weird. Maybe it's for them. And then I would go work on that area of their body. My pain would subside. And over and over, I was hearing, I don't know how you're doing that, but that's exactly the place where the pain is. And I just... I just thought, oh, maybe this is how it works. So I didn't really think much of it along the way because from media and TV, you know, we get this misconception that it's going to be a grand voice from the sky mm-hmm. or, you know, yes. like time freezes and and some movie scene plays out in front of us as this like prophetic yeah. vision. And of course, we know that can happen 1% of the time maybe, but the vast majority it's not like that. So I wasn't identifying it at all. Yeah. I know that Yvonne and I are both Reiki masters and we've had yeah. some similar experiences where Reiki is the thing or healing was the avenue that brought all of those gifts and talents that were already there to the surface. So 
And actually, that's my first experience of an angel where I saw an angel subjectively as when I was doing Reiki on someone else. Mm -hmm. So did you find, Joy, that when you're doing your work, that your gifts and talents are, are so much more enhanced when you're actually in the service of other people? I think that's a piece of it, but I, I think it's worth identifying that when we're training in Reiki, we go through the levels. There's one, two, and then as you said, master level is just the third level of Reiki. And there's so much personal healing that happens during that. And so I think it was understanding more deeply some of my traumas and healing some mm-hmm. of my own like quote unquote stuff, if you will. Now, I will say even going back to when I was in high school, I was the only 14-year-old, you know, chilling out in the self-help section of Barnes & Noble or whatever the bookstore <laughs> was, absorbing. So I had really marinated myself in self-help over the years because I had a lot of trauma. Um, but it was through, I think, doing my own healing. And then I would see colors and I would go back to my mentor. She was amazing. And, and I would really get to talk these things out with her. And funny, not so coincidentally that you mentioned angels, and I know that this is, you know, one of the big (laughs) topics of this show, there's an angel for that, but really that's how I started testing some of this psychic ability is Mm -hmm. I did this little thing, this exercise with myself where I would kind of go into a light meditation and I would imagine a chair across from me and I I worked with angels first because they felt the Mm -hmm. safest. I'm from a Catholic background. I had a reference point for that. So... I would, in my mind, just request any angel that's available that wants to help me now come sit with me. And I would just feel what I could receive. Maybe I would perceive a color about them or Mm -hmm. a name or an emotion. And then I would take that information and I would kind of reverse engineer and go back and research. And I wanted to understand, you know, these angels, these light beings and, and understand how to work with them. And that was really my next stepping stone from the Reiki energy to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, to all the rest. And cause all there's the always all the rest. That's yes. the other part that always keeps coming. Yeah. And um, one thing that I would like to know, cause we talked about, we've talked about healing. We talked about being psychic, but you're a medium and you're also a trans medium. So why don't you tell us what the difference is? Well, there are a lot of things that can fit under that umbrella of mediumship. Even when someone's doing automatic writing, for example, that's a form of mediumship. Um, I'll try to give you a a quick and concise answer, but mediumship as we think of it in communicating with the loved ones is messages, emotion, communication from specific people in the spirit world. That's considered evidential mediumship where you're giving details to validate the existence and the presence of loved ones that have crossed over to the spirit side. Trance mediumship is a little bit different. It's me going into a deeper meditative state, moving my consciousness, my opinions, my ego, myself to the side and allowing my guides to speak through my voice box. Um, This is not something that happens spontaneously. There's a lot of training that's involved, uh, but it's, it's a really profound experience and different than working with loved ones in the spirit world, but equally valuable in my opinion. And, and it's amazing that you talked about the Yvonne and I are always talking about 
Mediumship just doesn't happen. A lot of people think you just wake up one day and you're a medium, but it's not true. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of practice. There's ongoing training. There's ongoing practice. And I think that's really an important point. So you said, you know, that you have children. So how do your, how does your family feel about what you do? It's funny because I didn't understand it for so long um, that I, I think like most people, I was very scared to come out of that spiritual closet, if you will, yeah. for a long time. And it really yeah. was my kids that I was afraid, you know, by the time I was exercising these gifts or trying to learn about them, I'd say they were probably about 12 and 14 at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want to alarm them. I didn't even used to allow the mediumship type television shows to be played in my house. And it's funny because I didn't say I didn't believe in it. I would say I didn't want to open doors I didn't understand. Right. Um, so they ultimately they took it well, but I, that was one of my biggest concerns. Yeah, I can share that same sentiment being the same time my kids were teenagers when all my things and my abilities started coming in. And that was one of my things. And as well, I was born and raised in a Catholic home. So I had that family piece, too, that was like, what are they going to think? <laughs> so it really wants you to, uh, you know, pause and go, my gosh. <laughs> so Yvonne, do you have any questions for Joy? And if you do, I'll go ahead and ask a question and then we'll give Joy a minute to catch your breath because we've been asking her lots of questions and then we'll go to break and come back and get an answer. Yeah, actually, I'd like to hear more about um, your colors because um, I had similar uh, experiences when I was young and growing up. I could see colors swirling in and around, but I saw them on the outside as well. So maybe when we come back from break, we can talk more about that to see Uh, how your experience was versus my experience. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. 
If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. So we are talking about colors and Yvonne asked Joy a question. So go ahead. Well, I think it's it's worth mentioning that I did have some other, I don't know, unusual manifestations of gifts when I was really small that I only partially remember. I, I had language before I was a year old, which they say is sometimes common of people gifts is that we can communicate a little earlier. And I had an imaginary friend, the same imaginary friend from the time I could speak until I was about three. Um, and that was just a part of all this. So I, I remember starting to see color when I was probably first grade or so. At that time, I was in Catholic school. And, you know, as part of your Catholic school curriculum, you have to go sit for church services. Hmm. And when the priest or whoever was giving the address was speaking, I could see outside of myself the way that we see each other. I could see colors, which is the aura, as we know, but I didn't know then, moving around the speaker. And I could sometimes see him around other people. And as the prayer and worship would go up and the music would go up, I could feel what I now know are like angel tingles. And I could feel the energy moving through me. And um, so some of it was seeing color outside of myself around people. But a lot of it was inside myself when I would close my eyes. It wasn't the feeling of the color. I would actually see the colors moving on the inside of my eyelids. But I Mm -hmm. didn't really think much. I didn't know that everybody didn't have it. First of all, I thought like, oh, this is what's in there. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I know for me, um, when I told my story, same thing. When I was younger, I could see the colors a little bit different. Um, I did see them when I closed my eyes, but most of the time it was around people. And I'd never heard the word aura, of course, as a young child who didn't know that. But what also I find really interesting is I still, to this day, feel like I see colors that aren't really on charts or color charts, or I see something and I go, oh my God, that's so beautiful. But it's not even a color that um, is listed or recognized. So it's really interesting how those come in. And I, I wasn't sure if I was growing up, if I had that imaginary friend, but what I always felt like is there was somebody who was there. And how I explained it in my story was as early as I could learn how to read, I wanted to read out loud because I always felt like I was talking to somebody who was there and the colors were always around as well. So it's really interesting that there's some similarities in the story. But another question I'd like to ask as well is that color for me has never left. It's never gone away. It's always been there. And then as I started to learn my abilities as a psychic and as a medium, I was able to bring those into my readings And is that something that you do as well? Can you work with color to interpretate messages in your readings? Yes. So it's actually been one of my favorite parts of my work. And it's the color that I really feel like helped to open up and and I guess colorize, put into Technicolor a lot of this. Now, still when someone's giving an address, when I'm working with teachers or mentors and I'm relaxing and listening to the lesson, they're on a flat background, I will see colors moving around them. The same with clients, whether I'm on a screen with them or whether they're in person with me, if the background is reasonably light colored and reasonably um, like not a busy wallpaper, for example, like a solid color, I still will 
outside of myself objectively see mm-hmm. colors around them. But it does show up in my healing work as well as yes. my mediumship. And I find that some communicators, some spirit people, you know, souls on the other side who are wanting to communicate, now that I understand what the meanings of the colors are. When I first came into this work, a lot of it was phrased as, well, whatever that color means to you. And that was really tough. And it just felt very disjointed to me. And then through one of my mentors, who Carol and I share, Andy Bing, he teaches an entire color theory course. And that really just made it all make so much more sense to me. Because Mm -hmm. I also did so much work in the chakra system. And a lot of the color meanings are quite similar or overlap with how they work and what they mean in the chakra system. So I use color constantly in my work. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times I won't, you know, with mediumship, often we're feeling things in the emotion, the way the communicator is sharing the information. We're feeling the emotion of a difficult situation, for example. Mm -hmm. But often I will see certain conditions, certain experiences, certain challenges in the color, and I can understand them by how I'm observing the quality of the color. So for example, if I experience a color as vibrant and pure and almost like clear, you can see light through it, that sort of a feeling like a stained glass window, that usually means that I'm using the color in its strength position, right? But if the color feels or appears muddy or stagnant or lackluster in some way, often it's the color in its challenge. Because we, of course, you know, we have the whole spectrum of emotion. So why wouldn't we have a whole spectrum of color within us as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I saw it too. And I love that even in the Reiki sessions, it's exactly how you said it. Sometimes when you see when you're working with clients, for me, when I see the murkier colors, I know this is my area and to focus. And also how color comes in for me in Reiki is that's how I always saw my angels. And I didn't know that until later on. The little sparkles, you know how you see those little flashes of, and they're there, they're gone. They look like little fireworks. And when they come in for different colors for me, that's how I started to understand uh, which angel was coming in and around. And learning about that angel and what that angel does, it was also another piece to helping me during my readings or during Reiki or anything. So, yeah. I love that. And like I said, that's how I started working with the angels is I asked them, is there a color I can recognize with you? I do the same thing with guides. And often, I mean, I typically, just because I'm a little bit extra and tend to be a natural skeptic, I want to experience the color first and then go check it online rather than... online telling me what the color is supposed to be because I do believe in you know if I don't know the internet (laughs) says an angel's represented by pink but you feel them as purple that's okay absolutely yes one of my uh, fondest mentors when I was working with angels had said that and we talk about like even Archangel Jophiel she is not for me the red angel that everybody says she is she's my sunshine angel and so that's a very important message and I love passing that along when I do teachings as well because I truly believe it's how you perceive it how you because that's what you need going forward don't worry about what everyone else says it's what what do you feel what have they told you you know what is in your heart so well and it's an individual relationship right they're healing partners for us so just like any person that you have an individual relationship with, they're going to work with you in, a, in an individualized way in the way that best serves you and best serves the greater need of whatever it is you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a question here that somebody wrote in 
I'm so excited. Whoever that was, thank you for the love. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So this is from Natalie and she said, my question may be odd, not odd for us. I can assure you. (laughs) I have always seen color and pixelated form until about a month or so ago. I thought that everyone sees the tiny dots of colors in the air. When I asked my family, I found that I'm the only one who sees like that. If my brain is engaged in a text, I don't notice them. But when I'm relaxed, the color dots are all I see. Laying in bed is like traveling through space for me. And it's always been like that. So the question is whether any of you have ever heard of this in relation to metaphysics. I am stumped and thought it, it can't hurt to ask. That's a great question. Thank you so much for being willing to be vulnerable and ask a question that you feel like is weird. I know how scary that can can feel. I will assure you, as Carolyn said, it is not a weird question. I think what's difficult, and one of the things that I often am complaining about is that there's not a lot of solid language around any of this. So while I may be describing it one way, it could in fact be that I'm describing something very similar to what someone else is experiencing, but I'm using my own words to describe it and they're using their own words. And I do feel like depending on, it sounds like what Natalie's saying is that she's seeing this color, these little flecks, this universe of color outside of herself. So more objectively. And what can often happen is that our human minds are so busy with tasks and with the world that we see, you know, the concrete world that we lose focus on all the rest that's around us all the time. And it is often in the state of relaxing to go to sleep that we're softening our eyes, our focus, and we're allowing ourselves to see a little bit more with that spiritual vision, if you will, or with um, quieting the rest of our lives and seeing what else is there. So for someone like Natalie, who's experiencing something like that, I would just encourage you to go with it. But also while you're experiencing the flex, the colors, Also be aware, is there an emotion that's moving through me now? Maybe it's a lightness. Maybe it's a happiness because it's a, it's a communication. It's a play. It's a, so probably your system's still calibrating and still wanting to help you understand what's going on. I, because of who I am, like I said, I'm a little extra. I like to do experiments. So I would say experiment with this in different places. You know, if you are somewhere, obviously not driving or operating any machinery, but if you're like in your living room, for example, and it's not bedtime, but you're watching TV and everything's calm, can you relax and see if you can experience it then? If you're sitting out in nature, can you relax and see if you can experience it then? See if there's different emotions. See, it's, it's a, and that really is how all of this unfolds. It's just our willingness to play, explore, trust, experiment. Um, so I'm not surprised at all that Natalie's experiencing this more in her relaxed states than in her fully conscious, active, busy mind state. Mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also I was, you know, you talked to when you first started talking about color, like it being like a lava lamp behind your eyes, mm-hmm. that was very much what it was like for me. And I thought, what is all of that? And the other thing that would happen is I would get these really fast, like snapshots of pictures of places and people that I've never seen before. And yeah. it would happen really, really fast. Have you ever had that? How, all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, so for me, the jury's still out on whether I've seen those things perhaps 
in a movie or in a scene that just was very quick and I didn't maybe realize that I was seeing it because it could be just in our subconscious somewhere. Um, Or perhaps it is a scene that's several things together that we experience that's being put into all one picture, for example. So it's all so fascinating. It, it really is. And the other kind of phenomena is the, the noise. So when you're in that relaxed state, just before, when the very relaxed state, sometimes I will hear like tapping or chimes just in that when I'm nice and relaxed. I, that's the only time I ever hear um, objectively. Wow usually is inside. So all of those things, color, sight, sound, smells, we talked about. We've talked about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. smell is my one of my favorite things. All of that stuff put together. Well, I some think, smells. Oh, yeah, some <laughs> smells. We could talk about that when we come back from break. <laughs> okay, yes. that, sounds, that would be a great question to come up. But I, I feel like Natalie's very sensitive. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's on the right right path. For sure. Okay, I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll we'll be back in just a moment. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. So just like you heard, we would love it if you would call in and just give us a call and you can get three people's input all in one day. How great would that be? be So we're we're talking (laughs) about Claire's and we're talking about the different way that we receive information. And we just started to talk about smells. Yeah, you know, something else I wanted to add just with the colors before we move on from that is one of the most common questions that I get asked with client sessions is people will say, oh, what color is my aura? And I feel like it's a really common misconception that we're rolling around just in one color bubble. 
we have all the colors all the time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they're in different layers. So we have the colors that represent the core qualities of who we are, your integrity, your personal beliefs. That's a deeper layer. Those colors probably aren't going to change very much, though they might move. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have integrity, you usually do for your whole life. And there are the colors that are more on top. And that might be, you know, maybe something's going on with your kids and that's top of mind. Or maybe you're just moving home and you're going to have a new beginning there. So those colors will be more on top. But there's always several colors, all the colors moving around. It's not stagnant. It's something that's a, a moving, breathing organism that's part of us. So I think that's just important to note. Um, I know we were talking about the olfactory, the smell. Uh, as you guys know, with all of these clairs, if you will, there's two ways we receive them objectively, which is like outside of ourselves, like we see each other or like you smell delicious French fries on a boardwalk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for summer. Can you tell? Um, Or inside of ourselves, which is almost like the memory. Like if I tell you, think of the smell of um, cinnamon, you probably Mm -hmm. have a memory of that type of smell. Uh, And I, I feel like they come different ways for different ones, you know, at different times. But I I think it's worth mentioning that the more common way is that subjective internal, although it can be an external smell. I have have one guide in particular that makes themselves known. Um, That's why I was joking and saying not all the smells. It's the most unusual smell. I couldn't even tell you what it smells like. It's, It's not a pleasant smell, but it's not I mean, it's pungent enough that you're like looking around like what is making that smell. (laughs) And actually, it started happening. um, I know I told you my kids were teens. It was probably a year or two into my journey. And my son would be home with me, you know, after school or whatever. And he would smell it, too. And we'd be looking around for like, what is this smell? And then it would go away. Because first I thought I was the only one smelling it. And then I was like, do you smell a smell? I smell that, too. But so it's it sometimes it's an unusual smell to get our attention. Um, And often if it's a a more familiar smell, like a perfume or roses or cigar, that tends to be, not always, there's no hard and fast rule, but that tends to be a loved one rather than, you know, a spirit guide or just a hello from an inspirer. Is that how you guys experience it as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about that last week too. I always know when my dad's coming around, if I smell cigarette smoke, because when he was here, when he would smoke and that is just one thing that automatically, when I smell that, I think of him right away. And we had that discussion, how smell and taste, I feel go so hand in hand. Uh, Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it could be that you smell something, but you can also have the taste that goes with it. So Carolyn and I, oh, sorry. Sorry. What's so interesting is that scent smell is actually um, neurologically the, the deepest memory trigger. Yes. So I'm also a trained aromatherapist. And one of the things I was playing with for a long time was there was a study done that for students, for example, if you have them um, have a mint, like the scent of mint in the room when they're studying And then when they go for the big test, if they either can chew a stick of mint gum or have a little bit of that same mint on their wrist, it will help with memory recall of the subject matter. So I'm not surprised that our guides and loved ones are using smells to to have us, you know, sometimes a memory will come in and you forgot that you remembered that. (laughs) It's like, oh, I totally forgot about this memory or this experience with my dad, like you were saying. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 
I find I get that a lot. And I find in readings too, I'll, I can get that. And I don't know sometimes what it is, but I have to talk my way through it. And so sometimes I've learned to experience new things for things I didn't even know about before, if that sounds, yeah, like foods. Yeah. And you don't know what exactly it is, but you, you have to find out after. Um, but yeah, it's been a really interesting one. So Carolyn had asked me an interesting question last week that maybe we can ask you. What's the most interesting center smell that you've had come up during a reading? Oh, during a reading. Or anytime. Um, I mean, it's got to be that weird guide smell. I wish I could tell you. Like, it was to the point where I was like, I had a power cord, like a power strip. And I was like looking like, is this thing? Burnt. It was like almost a smoke, almost a burn, almost a musty, almost a, but made no sense. Um, I feel like I work with smell and taste in my work quite a bit. I mean, I've had cinnamon. I've had, like you were describing, sometimes uh, someone in the family is wanting to talk about a very specific food dish that the person would mm -hmm. remember or has memories with. And you'll just be aware of a texture of a you know, you know, there's potatoes in there because you know that texture, you know, it's pungent, you know, it's has an acidity to it. So maybe there's a tomato in there. So it's, it is like you said, just kind of exploring and experiencing what's in there. Um, so yeah, I've had that I've had a kind of a motor oil car type smell. Though, yeah, mm -hmm. those are common. Um, I even had someone that was a race car driver that I could smell the tire burn smell oh, you know what oh, I mean? wow. from race yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. What I think is so interesting about all this, though, is really, especially with our loved ones, with people when they're communicating mediumistically, they can only access the areas that we've experienced. So mm -hmm. if it's a smell we've never, ever experienced, they're going to give us what we need like I was saying, through potatoes and tomato and mm -hmm. spicy and to get us as close to it as they can, because we might not know, you know, specifically what it is, but we can kind of breadcrumb ourselves a little closer. So yeah. no limit to the usual smells. And sometimes yeah. you're just aware that something still has a smell, for example. So sometimes I'll be talking about, you know, I, I know that you have their sweatshirt and I know that when you put it on, it still has a faint smell of them and I know it used to be cologne but I can tell that the cologne has faded and now it's that musty old cologne smell that also smells like laundry or you know what how, however it comes through but sometimes it's what something used to smell like too so yeah good. absolutely yeah memory um, of a smell that mm -hmm. again the memory of a smell yeah exactly yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yvonne did you have some questions as well from uh, I had questions from last week about Claire's um, but they're more just about um, so I had Patricia write in and she had said I loved your discussion on Claire's after the show though I tried to google them but I'm not even sure how to spell or pronounce some of them so she wanted to know do either of you have a list or a chart or something that has the definitions for it um, and so for, I don't know about you, Caroline, if you have anything that um, that you want to give, but I love creating cheat sheets. I create them for uh, just about everything that I do. Um, I do not have it on my website right now, but it's something I could put on my website, but I didn't know if you had something that uh, you could post as well. Um, but uh, she was just having trouble spelling and saying it, which I totally understand. And we did kind of, um, you know, work through them quite quickly, so... Well, I do actually. So um, the 
probably the easiest thing is just email it or you can go to my website and send me a message and I'll send you directly what I have. That that would probably work. And what about you, Joy? Do you have all of that thing on your... I don't. I don't. um, I teach it as part of uh, a couple of the courses that I teach, but I I feel like for me anyway, oftentimes the people coming through my path, sometimes just the chart is a little confusing and I think it can... I don't know. For me, anyway, I've really, Andy Bing, I'm telling you, I love him. He's an amazing mentor. He's really changed the way I understood all of this. I used to think like a lot of us that these Claire's, you know, clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, the olfactory, like we were talking about the taste, the smell. I thought they were each separate things, totally separate options, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're working with these separate pieces and we need to turn one on and turn one off and I understand now it's not like that. It's more uh, the way he explains it is more spokes on a wheel. And I feel like it's, it's something that I think can be easily confused. You know what I mean? So I got, I got nothing, but I love that you guys have something that can get people started and at least help, help them start defining and understanding. And like, you know, one of my main complaints is language. So it's great to give people the tool of language. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we talked last week about the difference between how we were taught about Claire's and how, you know, at, when I used to think it was like an, they have to be in a certain place and you experience them one at a time. And then when I was with Andy, that's when I learned about it being a multifaceted experience and all the Claire's happen at one time mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's all in one experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really funny. And I was like so adamant that it was not that way. They have to be exactly where I learned they were going to be right here in the third eye, right here in the throat. It had to be that way. But I really fought. Uh I had to really fight with that one a little bit. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to test it. I'm like, show me. I'm like you, Joy, with that. Yeah. And then when I got over the fact that I they didn't have to be that way, it just happens, right? It well, just- I love the way you said that. Test it. Test it for yourself. If you're not sure, if you can't feel it, test it for yourself. Keep testing it until, you know, the more experiences we have, it's building this wealth of understanding for ourselves. So I love that that was your way of doing it. And truthfully, a lot of it for anyone who's ever taken a course of spiritual course of like psychic or mediumship of any kind you probably have heard it said you will experience a word a feeling Mm -hmm. you know a smell and it's it's the language it's said like that so it's our minds are looking for patterns always so we're you know then cross-referencing and saying oh it means it is this or this or this you know rather than perhaps these are happening all at once we might be more primarily aware of one or two it doesn't mean the other ones aren't there. I'm more primarily aware of you guys in front of me and our conversation. It doesn't mean my kitchen doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really- <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you have a lot going on and I just want to touch on the fact that, and then when we come back, we're going to be going to break before too long. But when we come back, I want to talk about all of the things that you have going on in your life, but you have, um, what you teach and the classes you've got coming up and how people get a hold of you. But for, I just wanted to mention some of the people that you've studied, which with, I think is pretty amazing. So 
Um, Mavis Patilla, who was a huge medium in our world, passed away not too long ago. And right before her, Janet Nohovic, who was one of my mentors and teachers. And the medium world would be sad. It, they were such a force to be reckoned with. But Mavis Patilla, Lynn Probert, Andy Bing, James von Prague, Doreen Virtue, you have studied with some pretty well-known people. How do you, how do you feel like that has helped you? Well, I'm currently in mentorship with Lynn Probert right now. I am just a person who is a lifelong learner. It's one of my favorite things about this work. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine having to do a job where there's an end point to my learning. I just <laughs> I could be yes. bored to death. So I, I love learning and deepening and challenging myself. And it is this, it kind of takes hold of you and you want to know the spirit world better and you want to give more complete information. And so getting to work with all of these incredibly gifted, you know, people who have done so much work and are willing to share their wealth of experience and kindly and gently work with us and, and help us progress to be this next generation of mediums. I, I mean, I can't say enough about each one of them. I feel the same way. Just so very fortunate and grateful for the mentorship that I've had. Yvonne and I both feel very this very much the same way about being a lifelong learner. Mediumship yes. is like that. It requires that you always be doing the work. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that the average American spends 90% of their lives indoors? It's tragic and it's true. We've lost our connection to the wilderness from which we came, and it's impacting every aspect of the human experience. If you're ready to slow down and take a cue from nature to help you bring your best self to life, love, and work, and are ready for a breath of fresh air, then tune into Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking to Joy Giovanni's Joyful Medium. And we would like to know, Joy, what you have coming up that you're offering for students. Thanks. I have so many things I'm excited about. Uh, first, I want to tell you guys about this freebie that I have. All you have to do is go to my website, joyfulmedium.com. Right on the homepage, you'll see you just drop your email in there. It's a free three-day mini course called Sign Magnet. And for anyone who has felt like 
hang on universe, where is my sign? Because all these people are talking about getting signs and I, I don't get it. I am someone who likes clear signs. I like to know what they mean. <laughs> like, to, like I'm, an, I'm an East Coast gal. I'm from Boston. I'm no nonsense. Like I, I want to, it doesn't help me if there's a sign and I have no idea what it means or what it's trying to tell me. And I don't believe that that's how they often communicate with us, anyone on the other side. So this three-day mini course, the first day is all about numbers. If you see recurring numbers as a sign, and I was teasing Yvonne and saying, you're going to like this one. It comes with a free downloadable cheat sheet. <laughs> uh, so there's like a 10 to 15 minute video lesson three days in a row. So super quick and easy. Second day is about how to get specific signs from the universe. And third day is about how to get specific clear signs from your loved ones who crossed over. That's totally free. I'm excited about it. And they're all video courses. So they'll come right nice. into your inbox. That's really exciting. I also just launched a podcast at the end of last year that's been a long time coming. My podcast is called Spirit Speakeasy. You can find it also wherever you like to get your podcasts. It's pre-recorded. It's half interview. So half of the episodes, they release on Mondays, by the way, Monday mornings. Half our interview with, the way I like to say it is mediums, mystics, and the spiritual luminaries of our time. And the other half are solo episodes, chats, just the audience and I. Uh, the one that came out at the new year was seven themes of 2023 numerological predictions for this next year. We're at a seven year, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got the ne next Monday uh, one's coming out that's um, five habits of highly fulfilled people. Oh, we nice. talk about being successful, but what about being fulfilled? I'd rather be there. And I'm sure you guys would too. Um, yeah. So that's been a really exciting thing that I'm working on. I'm wanting to take that podcast platform and see if I can push it in different directions. So I want to start doing some readings so that people can have kind of a seat inside a reading session and see what happens. And I even want to test the technology and see if I can do some small group readings and if those even translate to the podcast format. So that's my email list, that VIP insiders list that you can get on at the website by getting that free download is where I'm going to be doing my drawings to pull from for people who want readings that are willing to have them aired on a podcast. So there's all of that. I've got lots of um, uh, group readings that I'm working out for 2023. And then there are a few courses that I teach. I teach one that is called Goddess Untamed, which is really based on at the beginning, how I was talking about my story and how I felt so much like I needed to be this version of me that everyone else expected, but I felt like I was not being true to myself and, and I had this intuition for things, but was always just doing what I thought I should do or what, you know what I mean? Right. All of that. So that course, I really love. It's so near and dear to my heart. It's personal development. It's healing. You receive healing as part of it because we need that with personal development. You guys can attest. Right. Yes. Um, it's some basic uh, psychic tools and psychic development, and then it's group coaching. Uh, and then I also have another program that is for healers. It's a nine-month mentorship called Modern Mystic Healers, uh, where I attune healers over a nine-month period and really marinate them. One half of it is essentially Reiki, which we talked about is that Japanese system of healing. And I uh, teach everyone the secret symbols and all the uses for them. But then the other element, the, the mystic element, is um, energy clearing, cord cutting, working with the chakras, working with the colors. I teach all the color meanings for both as they relate to the chakras and separately. And uh, crystal grids, which I know we talked about, is, is yeah. part of some of it. And so it's all those extra 
tools that someone might want. And then it's for a professional healer. So it's a professional certificate course. So I'm even teaching the business element of it, which is a big gap for a lot of us. No one teaches us, okay, do I work for someone else? Do I work for myself? What are the implications there? How do I set up a business? What are the options? Are there professional organizations I could be affiliated with? So it's a, when I say deep dive, like it's a deep, it's everything someone needs to know. And really these are set up as the things I wish I had Mm -hmm. going in, right? Because as you guys know, we sift through all this information and some of it we can take on board and some of it is a waste of our energy. You know what I mean? So I uh, packaged these all together like that. Goddess Untamed will open again. Um, If you're on that email list, you'll get it. But I usually do a free workshop leading up to it, teaching intuition and signs and doing some healing. Um, That'll reopen probably in February. So watch for that. And then the healers program doesn't open again until spring. That's a once a year um, get in or wait till the next round because I really need them to. It's a vulnerable position when you're learning. Stuff, right? right, you need a safe group, yeah. uh, and then I offer a once a month free community healing, which is open to the public. Anyone who wants to come and get healing, student healers are we call it side chair. They're they're working beside me and doing healing practice as well. But I'm running the show and giving healing, and for me, it's really about creating community and giving back. I have a, a Facebook group that I'm really active in, Joy's Soul Spa. It's where I teach all the free workshops and. Tools. I'm weekly live in there, actually on Wednesdays at 10. I did a channeled <laughs> message today, um, channeled message from my guides about, are you blocking your intuition and how to not do that? Right. <laughs> so that's the trance channeling. So I got my hand in a lot of, a lot of pots, but I just I, love this work so much. I love that you're doing a nine-month healing course. Mm-hmm. It's needed, right? Yes. It's very needed in our very needed. community. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a place for the quickie weekend workshops, but I don't think it sets someone up to start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. I agree. Apples with and oranges. I can yeah. totally, totally relate to that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Wow. And did you say what your um, website address was? Oh, it's joyfulmedium.com. Joyfulmedium.com. Okay. And are there any other platforms or social media links that, that uh, oh, you didn't talk things. about? I mean, Instagram, it's Joyful Medium, um, at Joyful Medium, at Joyful Medium on TikTok and Facebook and all, all the places. YouTube, I think it's Joy Giovanni Psychic Medium. That's Perfect. before I, <laughs> before Spirit told me, hey, Joyful Medium, Smarty. <laughs> and if you want a reading, you also do reading one-on-one readings. You do intuitive coaching. So you have a lot of things for individuals as well. Yeah. yeah, And I think we all need a reading now and again, just to get clear. Right. I think it's wonderful. Yep. I'm a huge fan. Me too. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for being here with us today. It has absolutely been just a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you. And yeah, for all our listeners, we really hope that this show has been inspirational and helpful. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're really looking forward to seeing you again right here on There is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all, and I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That 
If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.